1: I did. It's, Was there a little bit of snow out there?
0: Uh, it's it's snowing lightly, okay. and uh, but it's cold
1: yeah, and windy. Yeah, wind. Yeah. So again, that winter storm warning still in effect. Could see, as Jesse said off the top of the show, good 10, 10, maybe 15 centimeters of snow throughout the weekend. It's on its way. Want to give a shout out right now to some great listeners who are tuned in from the UK. Hello to Raymond and uh, Yvonne. We met them.
0: Well, you met them. I didn't meet them.
1: You never came over, and oh, you didn't. I leave never your, left the smoking you didn't area. You did your smoking area, but uh, we met them the mm-hmm. very first night of the listener trip, and ended up meeting a whole bunch of other folks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really great couple, uh, and another one of those great reasons to go on those trips because you meet so many people. You do. But they're living in the or they're uh, living and working and uh, listening. Uh, in the UK right now, where they're having some bad weather as well. Really? They've been getting snow and and uh, big winds and that sort of
0: stuff too. Crikey! Uh, what's their uh, names again?
1: It's uh, Yvonne and Raymond.
0: Yvonne and Raymond, I just want you to know because you're probably listening for the first time, the show's normally much better. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. It is Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's been a oh long week. Oh my
1: gosh, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night there. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps they weren't able to sleep and we're the cure. Uh, hey, you mentioned a moment ago that uh, throughout the afternoon, because it's Friday, that we'll pull a couple of stories out of the big blue folder. Uh, so this here, one. This one's crazy. It's like, <laughs> how does this happen? You know, I'd like to know the answer to that. There's a, a, if you've ever been a landlord, you'll probably appreciate this story, or, or for that matter, I guess a tenant. There's a college in uh, the New York area called Hunter College, and it's been waging a battle against one of the uh, members, uh, one of the residents in a residence. So you know those student uh, buildings. I uh, do. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, too well. <laughs> yeah, me as well. I spent uh, the better part of almost six years in residence. Uh, they've got a resident who won't leave. It's uh, a 32 year old woman. Woman. Now she's actually she went to the university, took geography, uh, but uh, failed, dropped out, and um, but she didn't drop out of the dorm. So according to the lawsuit, the she has now racked up a staggering <laughs> ninety-four thousand dollars in unpaid residence hall charges because she just refuses to leave, and they've put up eviction notices, uh, and they do it routinely and thirty-day
1: notice of termination. <laughs> yeah, get you,
0: out. You gotta go. They keep quoting from. Um, you know, their rule book about uh, hey, you have to be a student in good standing with a grade point average to keep your room, all this kind of stuff. All of it gone, ignored and apparently, I guess under their Landlord-Tenant Act, they're unable to evict. And so. it's
1: not like she doesn't have a job, doesn't have a no, salary. No, she's
0: working. She's working. for an uh, An architecture architect. firm. Yeah, but here's where it gets weird and that's, you know, in order but, to but make... But
1: how is it that this is happening?
0: Well, I, I... I mean,
1: how is it that you can't go in there and just say, you haven't paid rent in well, a bazillion those are, years. Those are
0: the laws. I mean, they're the occupants, right? So, they're
1: the occupants, but this is owned by the school and a part of being in to live there. You have to be going to school. It just doesn't make sense. Well,
0: those are rules and then there's laws, right? It does make sense if you understand how restrictive the landlord tenant type legislation is in areas like I New York, old. they absolutely the tenant has all the power, they can't yeah. evict uh, but here's where it gets strange and and I was going to say the criteria for making the big blue folder is that it has to be weird and then get weirder, yeah. so here's where it gets weirder, not only can they not evict her and not only does she owe close to 100,000 US in back rent I guess um, she's not the only one, so it gets weirder in a couple of ways, they bought this building uh, from what, Belleville, uh, yeah, Bellevue Hospital. And when they bought the building, the university, uh, it came with tenants. There was some nurses who weren't nursing anymore, but who were living in the building and they can't evict them either. So they've got Scattered throughout the building, they've got these nurses.
1: Nine of them.
0: Nine of them that they'd also like to get rid of. Although I think in the case of these nurses, they're actually paying their rent. So it's not a the same type of issue. And then it gets even weirder because when you talk to the actual 32-year-old who's refusing to uh. leave and has a bill of $100,000... She's actually complaining about the university. Yeah. Uh, "Quote: I feel isolated," she said, uh, noting that Hunter moved her to a wing that's only occupied by middle by a middle aged nurse, whom the college <laughs> is also trying to evict. She's complaining that she doesn't like it there. She then get, then out. get out, get out.
1: There's a guy. Mm-hmm. They're one of those nurses, yeah. one of the nines, includes a 67-year-old guy, mm-hmm. nurse, um, who has had a, a, a room there for decades.
0: <laughs> that's the craziest thing. See, I, I know the laws are different here, but that's one of the things you have to consider when purchasing property for rental income in, in the United States, in various states, is who's already in the building. Well, you know
1: what? When we went to New York years back, when my ex and I went to New York years back, we couldn't afford a really fancy place or anything like that. So we found a spot that we thought was okay. It was still a little bit out of our budget, but we went there, and it had been um, an apartment building at one point and had been turned into a hotel, but those folks who... Yeah, you know, until they die, they could still live there. So you had the cat lady with the blue hair yeah. wandering around. You had you had some some oddballs.
0: Well you're playing the long there. you're playing the long game on this as a yeah. real estate guy. Eventually they have to die. But a thirty-two year old
1: oh, she could be there for the
0: next sixty years. An
1: isolated thirty two year old. <laughs>
0: My goodness! And how about this one as well, real quick? Uh, we've all had this conversation about somebody at the dinner table texting. Um, you know, it's rude. We've we've mentioned uh, the other day we talked about etiquette, and one of them was no phones at the dinner table, mm-hmm. and uh, specifically no phones at a restaurant dinner table. You're out for a nice evening together. Well, uh, down in Cape Cod, uh, a father took his son out to a restaurant. Uh, I don't have the ages, uh, but they were at this restaurant. I know the father's 63 years years old. I don't know how old the son is, but he's an adult. I know that. Uh, so he takes him out. Uh, a fight ensues at the table because the son will not put his phone away. Mm. And his father tells uh, tells him, let's step outside and talk about this um, because he doesn't want to distract the other diners. Once outside, the son punches the 63-year-old father in the face, drops him uh, to the ground where he hits his head and sustains serious serious injuries. Had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital. Um, police have now charged, they say the juvenile, so he's not an adult. Mm. They've now charged uh, the juvenile Good. Who, who was released later on that night in his mother's company. He's charged with felony assault and battery. So Punching it's a,
1: your dad out because you didn't want to put face. down your phone.
0: Wow. There was a story
1: today that said that um, kids going into that. school... Um, do not have the coordination or the muscle development anymore to hold pencils because of smartphones. Take a
0: second with that. Think about it. Just take a second with that. That's where we're at. Don't have the the dexterity, the strength, the agility to hold a pencil.
1: Well, they probably wouldn't know what to do with it though, either, right? You know,
0: here's because the thing.
1: everything is being typed anymore. Right,
0: everything's typed, and I mean, listen, you could add to that list, spell. Like, who can spell anymore because you don't have to, right? Every device will tell you that you spelled something wrong, but they can't even hold a pencil. And you know, um, when you're a, when you're a parent, and your parents tell you what you're doing wrong, parenting-wise, or make a suggestion, mm-hmm. as to what you, and it was annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm the grandparent, and I read that article. I texted my two kids that have kids, and I was like, your kids better be writing with crayons. Like, give them <laughs> crayons, give them pencils. Don't give them pens just yeah. yet. I um, mean, do,
1: do kids still use crayons, or do they have some sort of uh, little computer device,
0: and they're Probably, using like where they draw the, with the their paint finger. and yeah. that
1: sort of stuff on there?
0: I mean, think about that. If that's happening now, in this short amount of time, what, relative What in 10 years, 20 yeah, years? Yeah, what does it look like in 10 or 20 years? What will you not be able to do that you can do that we all take for granted? I, no. I, handwriting, for example. Hand, will anyone I, have handwriting? I think,
1: I think it's going to even get to the point where just verbal communication, actually having to use your voice, open your mouth to talk, to communicate with someone, will be um, a dying thing because whether it's through some sort of technology that you can just read minds or you can do whatever, mm-hmm. but or we just won't.
0: We will just communicate through
1: devices.
0: Do you know what I think? I think sometimes that it's because easy. Because we
1: are already doing that. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. A lot of these things that are meant to save time actually just kind of dummy us down, right? But I've always thought, often said, that it's easy to to soar like an eagle when you're flying with turkeys, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm thinking right now that if you want to give your child the best possible advantage in life, and and people have all, experts all stress, make sure they're technically savvy. Make sure, you know, that they understand all the newest uh, technology out there. I, I agree. Teach them how to write with a pencil. They will be all-stars in grade one. They'll be the 10 years from now, the kid that can actually write with a pencil. Everybody will just sit in awe of that child going, I don't even know what he's doing, but he's making marks on a piece of paper. (laughs) You know, who is this it would genius? Be like, it would
1: be like discovering the uh, the hieroglyphics from exactly. you know uh, you know thousands upon thousands of years ago. What is that? Look at that! How is he doing that?
0: Does that? Is it battery operated? It's brilliant! Look at this. If I make a mistake, I flip it upside down and rub it back, and it disappears. Magic too. He's then a they witch. might think they're
1: a witch. Ah. <laughs> Someone texted in, obsolete skills are obsolete, and then says, uh, do you know how to weave? Do you know how to make a quilt? Do you know how to plant a field? Well, I, I plant some things. I don't know how to weave, but there are a number of people that are still out there weaving or doing quilts. But, I don't you know, think it's just, a
0: good thing to lose those skills.
1: I, I don't think it is either, and I and I think that's why some people are very much holding on to it. And you just had a text as well saying, you know, you're watching... Evolution, yes, in action, right? That's right? And if you start seeing how things change, well, we don't need this anymore, and so we go on this way. And I was telling you that Dan Brown's latest book, um, Origins, yeah, kind of tackles uh, tackles Dan Brown books don't tackle anything, but you know that's kind <laughs> of the uh, the focus yeah. of it, and and where we're going um, with how humans will change over the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 500,000 years. Now, you're years.
0: just sort of bragging that you're a reader, really. But let's, let me ask you, did you physically have the book in your hand? I did. So I, not uh, I, okay. I, I
1: love books. I don't like reading uh, on a Kindle or whatever yeah. they're called. I actually like books. I, I want to hold them. I want to smell them. I want to put them back in my mm-hmm. m- in my office on Reserve the bookcase. Reserve a pool chair with them if Reserve you have to. Reserve a pool yeah, chair yeah, and take them back out and read them again. I, I read books over and over again. You oh, know, nice. yeah, I think I'm sure Carol does the same thing. She does, there's yeah, she's a, like a reader. Say, there's well, always so. a stack by yeah. her bed, yeah. yeah. I've got, I think, like four or five going right now. And it's like trying to keep track of them, <laughs> but you know, it's been nice. When you're talking about uh, this and and it, the whole kids not being able to hold on to um, pencils anymore. Here's another thing, yes, manners. Mm. There was another story today, or it was an op-ed piece on uh, why don't we say you're welcome Anymore.
0: Do you recall, Lynn, that I talked to you about this after returning from the United States last time Mm -hmm. and before i had read this article or this article had even been written, this commentary. And I said, it's really weird in the States. You never hear you're welcome. They say, "Uh uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. No problem. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. And it. This article kind of made you think about it a little bit. Now, um, the use of your welcome as a response to thank you uh, apparently doesn't date as far back as what you might think. The earliest time it's been noted in the... Oxford English Dictionary, as a response to "thank you," comes from 1907, mm-hmm. but apparently people used "welcome" on its own as far back as the 1600s. But what they're saying is, and and uh, the headline on this is, are millennials to blame for not using? <laughs> let's blame everything on the millennials anymore, yeah. right? It's like enough already. But what they're saying, though, as um, as language habits change, um, people are just kind of. Wanting to make up their own thing,
0: yes, to
1: it, make it theirs. It's, an,
0: it's there's an evolution to language, yeah. is what they're saying, and it's an interesting perspective on it. It's not necessarily about rudeness, um, but it's not necessarily about having your own language either. It's somewhere sort of in between. Where if I say thank you and you say you're welcome, there's a certain degree of insincerity to your welcome because it's a mechanical response to mm-hmm. the word thank you, right? Um, So by saying instead, no problem, no worries, anytime, of course, sure thing, uh uh-huh. Those are all meant to be a little more endearing in the mind of the individual saying them because it's not a standard response. And individual. Right. But the problem is they quickly become standard responses, right? Mm. And what's lost in the process is an actual thank you and an actual acknowledgement that you just did something Mm -hmm. for somebody. And then that's the other thing, too, that as language evolves, your welcome has actually got some negative connotations to it because comedians, specifically a nighttime talk show hosts and people with, uh, you know, active Twitter accounts use your welcome as a form of sarcasm. Yes. So, you know, Hey, I you're just welcome. did this, you're welcome. So in other words, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that you're thankful that I did it. So as language evolves and as individuals like millennials, but it's not their fault, um, start to use the language differently or see those words differently, mm-hmm. they, they don't see you're welcome the way we saw you're welcome.
1: And I think you're welcome is still incredibly, incredibly important. I like the words, you're welcome. I like uh, using them and I like when people use them and I find when people don't use them, um, uh, you know what? No problem. That sort of stuff. I- I'm okay with it. It's just when people don't use or don't mm-hmm. say you're welcome at all, exactly. which ticks me off more than anything. But
0: you must uh, you must admit that do you not find yourself, because thank you and you're welcome have become such standard things to say, for someone your age, my age, right, Um that you even subliminally try to enhance them when you're really thankful or you're, you.
1: Oh, I, yeah, right? I would never like, say, oh, listen, you're, well, thank you're you welcome. Thank you so much, or, yeah. right? And,
0: and you know, the well, response is, you know what? Welcome. It's no problem. You're very, very yeah. welcome. Yeah. Right? It's like without even realizing it, <laughs> we're acknowledging that it has become this standard stocky thing yeah. thank you and you're welcome. So.
1: We talked about uh, this yesterday off the air. Um, there was a an an email that uh, came through the company email looking for some ideas uh, regarding a story that some people were following. I had spent the time to say, okay, you know, here's the name of someone you should, you know, talk to them, here's this, here's Mm -hmm. a shot of this, blah, 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 sent it back, two separate emails. And not one, in in a company of how many people (laughs) and how many people that were on that email list, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not one responded, Thank you.
0: Right. Not acknowledging the work that you didn't need to do in order to give them some direction. Some direction, which
1: you just asked for help with.
0: Yes, yes. Specifically asked for that help.
1: not Not even a thanks. And I just thought to myself... And, and that's one of the things, is then you think to myself, why the heck am I even doing this?
0: I know. And
1: see that- oh, because I'm a good team player, and I'm going to, you know, yeah. that's fine. But you know what? A thanks goes a long way. I've said that over and over again. It does. A handwritten card. No, they didn't have to send a handwritten card or anything. But well, they I'm wouldn't be able to hold a- the pencil. No, they wouldn't so be. So that
0: would be a problem.
1: But just a, a hey, just yeah. a thanks on the way back. For and the you money, know
0: that, yeah. now that you mention it, th- that's another reason why your welcome is often seen more negatively, that- negatively than it was before. How many times, and I've certainly done this, I'll own this, if I open a door for somebody and they don't say thank you, oh, yeah. I will definitely sarcastically You're say, "You're welcome." Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting how language evolves. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.